Hello and welcome to the Rank Kings, a podcast that answers the age-old question, what artists or bands would we most want to see play live? I'm Danny Weiser and with me as always is my co-host and the big boy to my Andre 3000. It's Ty McGowan, what's up? Heck yeah, big boy! College <laughs> Park, baby! <laughs> I, I almost did Brooks and Dunn, but I uh, figured yeah. you wouldn't like that as much. <laughs> have you have you seen the Key and Peele, like... Okay, big boy is so tired of Andre three thousand just being super weird and like is trying to avoid no. him at all cost. Oh, it's so good! It is so funny. It sounds right though. It kind of it fits what we're going for here. So it's just like big boy's like, dude, you changed, man. You're just so different. <laughs> They're just like at this coffee shop. It's so funny. That's awesome. Uh, all right, we're talking about uh, artists or bands that we would most want to see play live, and we decided to make this just a little bit more interesting that you can pick any artist from any era. Uh, I think I pick specific years for all of mine. Same. Um, yeah. Living or dead, bands, solo artists, whatever. We kind of left it open-ended. Um, just have a little bit more fun, have varied lists. Um, we talk about like modern music on here a lot, so it'll be fun to talk about some of our all-time favorite artists. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have any other questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, I'm list A. No, yeah. So. I, just, I mean, it makes sense, though, to, you know, pick them in their prime because, like, do I really want to see, like, you know, Pink Floyd really try to struggle to, <laughs> like, say words? <laughs> or, like, Rod Stewart? Like, <laughs> I went to see a Rod Stewart concert a few years ago, and it was just like, ooh. He's he should old. be in a he should be in a home. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we we got to we we started when we originally had this idea. It's like all right, let's just pick whoever we want. Let's assume they're in their prime. And then I was like, well, it'd be kind of fun if we like picked the exact year because it's yeah. it's fun to see people's different ideas of like who they'd most want to see. So right. I don't know about you, but I picked for some of mine. I picked specific concerts that they Same, played at yeah. that I just wish I could have been at. Well, I have one specific concert, and then I just have, like, tours, like, the cool. tour for an album. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to stay if you're ready. Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, my first honorable mention, my, my honorable mention, my theme is, like, these are artists that I w- would just go see now. Like, if I was picking them in their prime or, like, any nice. era I wanted to go see yeah. them at, it would just be right now. Um, and my first one is Tyler Childers. make you stay. I wouldn't act so angry all the time. I wouldn't keep it all. Nice. Uh, yeah. Timothy, Timothy Tyler Childers is an American singer and songwriter from Kentucky. His music's a mix of neo-traditional country, bluegrass, and folk, which I don't know what neo-traditional means. He's just he's just an um, he's a country singer. He's a yeah. normal country singer. <laughs> I just want I, I thought it, I think I always think it's fun to like go on Wikipedia or whatever and look up whatever their very specific subgenre is. Yeah. It's always an interesting tree for me. Um he just he plays the exactly the kind of country music that I love and I don't I don't really listen to much modern country music really at all especially not like radio country and stuff but even like older stuff i just don't listen to a ton of country anymore dude but you have I a luke bryan lower back don't tattoo. do that don't do that <laughs> that's this is not a goof i'm gonna play with i'm gonna shut this one down because oh my god awful absolutely awful bad goof i hate it um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he he plays the exact kind of country music that I love. It's just he's so genuine and full of so much soul, which is what I think country music should be. Yeah, so, 
It's my yeah. first honorable mention. Uh, my next one should be no surprise to anybody. It's Heim. Heim is an American pop rock band based in L.A. and comprising of three sisters, Esty, Danielle, and Alana. Um, we've talked enough about Heim on here. Pretty much any time a music episode pops up, we find an excuse to talk about Heim because we both love them a lot. They're one of my favorite bands. I bet they put on an incredible live show. I've seen clips like on YouTube of their live shows, and they always look so much fun. Uh, yeah. It would be cool to be at one. Uh, and my last one, again, should not come as a surprise to anybody, especially you. It's Leon Bridges. Surrender to the good Lord. In a wipe your safety. Take me to your river. I want to go. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Todd Michael Leon Bridges, an American soul singer, songwriter, record producer, born in Atlanta but raised in Fort Worth. He's maybe my favorite singer in the entire world right now. He's at least really high up there if he's not my absolute yeah. favorite. Like right next to Luke Bryan. Um, <laughs> yuck. Yucky. Yuck, yuck. Don't like it. No, thank you. Um, he's, the, he's just the perfect blend of soul and R&B that is just about as good as music gets. I think I love land bridges. I know you do too, but God, he's yeah. maybe my favorite. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, that's good. Good honorable mentions. Uh, so I did a theme too with mine. It's artists I've already seen live that I want to go see again. Nice. Um, so obviously first one up is red jumpsuit apparatus. Cause I'm, in- <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh no. uh, for- you emo <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I, did, I have seen them He's live before. Down in the dirt. <laughs> uh, no, first one up is Gary Clark Jr. I saw him open up for Kings of Leon, which was just probably my favorite concert I've ever been to. Um, it was so cool. He just shreds on the guitar. Maybe the best guitarist since Hendrix. Wow. Possibly. Um, behind John Mayer, of course, at number one. Um, but yeah, Gary Clark Jr. puts on a heck of a show. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Keith Urban. Only if he's wearing that straw cowboy hat that has been purposely beat up to look like he's had it his entire life. Uh, Is that Kenny Chesney you're thinking of? I think I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm all of them. High <laughs> <laughs> mind. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, Gary Clark Jr. Awesome shreds. If you can see him at like a smaller venue, it's a lot better. It's it's one of those artists where like if you could see him like where you're closer to the stage, it's even cooler. Yeah, for sure. Um, second one up, Vampire Weekend. Sunflower. I freaking love Vampire Weekend. They're one of my favorite bands in the world right now. I've seen three of their shows already, um, including this most recent album tour. Um, I freaking love Vampire Weekend. I will go see them live anytime they show up in Houston. 
I've never really then, listened to them, and I don't know why, because people keep telling me to, and I just dude, haven't. They're so good, and I think it's because the, it's their name. Like, yeah. they have the name of a CW <laughs> vampire show, and I'm not joking with you, right, at all. We, Me and my friends were going on spring break, and we were going uh, camping and hiking in, like, northern Arizona, southern Utah, and we were driving through my friend's house to pick some, like, tent gear up, and we <laughs> We were talking about Vampire Weekend, and his mom's like, is that the show on TV about, like, the vampires in high school? We're like, no, that's the Vampire's like, Diaries. Yeah, sort of. I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, yeah, they're they're really good. Their name does not suit them at all. Yeah, it's like weird. Rainbow Kitten Surprise. It's just like, <laughs> you never want to go see a band called Rainbow Kitten Surprise, but when you hear them play, you're like, oh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Um, and then third, obviously, John Mayer. I'm walking through the wilderness and living off the loneliness of wild blue. Deeper than I ever knew. I've seen him live five times, and I will continue to see him anytime he's near Houston. He's my favorite artist. I, he puts on sure? a great this doesn't sound live like show. You. <laughs> it sounds forced. It doesn't sound like anything you'd be into. He always puts on a good live show, always plays stuff other than what's on his album. It's, yeah, I love seeing John Mayer live. It's so fun. Wow, that's crazy. I'm just kidding. Fun pick. Um, Sick. <laughs> my number 10, I didn't pick a specific year uh, because I think this person sort of just gets more delightful with age, but it, literally any era, and I'm fine with it. It's Dolly Parton. Joy. So you'd rather see Dolly Parton now than like back in the day? I, I guess 20 years ago. Sure, I'll pick that. I love Grandma Dolly Parton, dude. Grandma <laughs> Dolly Parton is so, like, she's just so sweet and funny. Like, How uh, hard are you moshing during 9 to 5? <laughs> Dude, I'm fighting everybody. Dude. Um, I didn't. I didn't pick a specific year, but I did pick a venue. I want to see her at the Grand Ole Opry. There's just there yeah. would be something incredible about that. But uh, Dolly Rebecca Parton is an American country or American singer songwriter, actress, and businesswoman from Tennessee, known primarily for her work in country music. She's maybe the best person alive. <laughs> like I just I love her and I love her music, and seeing her play at the Grand Ole Opry would be incredible. I love you prefacing in your honorable mentions that you're not a country guy and the first the first person off the bat it's is Dolly. one of the biggest country musicians yes. of all time. And I've got another one coming up later. Like I, I listened I grew up listening to country music. I still will sometimes. I'm just I'm so much more picky about country music than any other genre by a mile. Like there's sure. just, I would say like ninety five percent of country music I absolutely loathe, and then there's that five percent that I just think is incredible. Sure. And Dolly's in that 5% because she's freaking Dolly Parton, dude. <laughs> well, uh, okay, my number 10, not super similar to Dolly Parton, uh, but it's Bob Dylan in 1963. Look out your window and I'll be gone. You're the reason I'm traveling on. But don't think twice, it's all right. Like, right after he released the Free Will and Bob Dylan album, I think he's one of the most talent, talented lyricists to ever live. Mm -hmm. um, regardless, I totally get if people don't dig his 
voice because he's got a weird voice. I will be the first person to admit that. But yeah. he is one of my favorite artists, um, and I think it would be really cool to see him in like a like a bar in New York in the in the early sixties. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, he's one of those dudes that I love when other people play his songs because he he makes incredible songs. I just yeah. his voice is. I mean, I, I I'll listen to his music, but his voice is kind of grating. So when other people like really good singers sing his songs, it's the best of both worlds. Dude, Chalamet's playing him in a movie. I think. Yeah, that'll be cool. I'm gonna be so pumped for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, my number nine. I picked a, a specific concert for this one. It's Ray Charles in 1981 playing live in concert with the Edmonton Symphony. And it's Um, Ray Charles Robinson Sr., born September 23rd, 1930, passed in June 10th, 2004. Um, He was an American singer, songwriter, pianist, and composer from Georgia. He's one of the most iconic musicians of all time, one of the pioneers of soul music and the best to ever do it. Um, But he played this show in 1981 where he was backed by the entire Edmonton Symphony Orchestra, and it's beautiful. Like, you can find it online, like on YouTube. You can just Google it, and and the whole performance shows up. It's really, really pretty incredible. Him singing Georgia on my mind, accompanied by an entire orchestra. Are you kidding? It's insane. It's so good, dude. I love Ray Charles. Big, big, big fan. Always have been. Dude, I would love – that would be fun to see. I would also love to see Willie Nelson – singing georgia on my mind with ray charles for the first time have you been reading my diary time (laughs) are you kidding so Uh, okay my number nine is how the hell is willie nelson not on my list what am i doing i i thought about it there's just like not one like i couldn't figure out like when to go see him yeah like it's just like so many like different time periods like do do i want to see him in the 80s 70s 60s 50s like i didn't i didn't know when i wanted to I go just, see him that was just a terrible over he should be on my list that's a crappy oversight for me but god willie nelson i also feel like i would just rather hang out with them than actually that's go to this concert <laughs> that's, that's a good point that's a good point um okay my number nine is otis redding specifically mm. the soul album tour just talking over cigarettes and drinking coffee In 1966, uh, this was the album that had cigarettes and coffee on it, which I think is one of the top five like greatest songs ever written. Um, but Otis Redding, I mean, the dude puts on a show. I have two of his live al- live albums on vinyl. They're probably what I listen to most out of my whole uh, vinyl collection. But Otis Redding, I feel like would just be in the 60s. Would just that concert would be amazing. Just so much energy. Yeah. Go into that concert. Yeah, that's a really good pick. Also, sorry, I little, little pause real quick. I just got a text from Batman Shane. Jackass Forever is on Paramount Plus now. Yeah, I just found. Well, out. I saw it in theater. So, <laughs> hey, we have listeners, bud. <laughs> okay. It's been remember. on Paramount this Plus is... for a for a, a little bit, hasn't it? No, the oh, brand okay. new Jackass movie that just came out in theaters a couple months ago. It just, it's just been on the. Plus. The the site where I usually find my movies for like a few days. 
Okay. Um, all right. My number eight, I'm really going to go different with this one. Going back to, uh, going back to late, late middle school, early high school, <laughs> I'm going Lincoln Park. Keens. Did you never see him when you were in middle school? No. I saw him on the warp tour, dude. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh Lincoln Park, an American uh rock band from Agora Hills, California, was founded in nineteen ninety six, originally under the name Zero, but spelled with an X, because they're alternative, dude. <laughs> Um, but it's changed to Lincoln Park in 1999. One of my favorite bands of middle school and high school, this Milton Keynes show is a show that they played in England, and it was really cool because Jay-Z was there for it. This is after they did the collision course thing where yeah. Jay-Z joined them for a couple songs. Um, and it was their first time performing together live outside of the United States, um, and it also had all of the Lincoln Park favorites from their first few albums, like all of the big ones that everybody was obsessed with. They didn't just play their stuff from their newest album, which is always cool. Um, I, I would have loved to see it. Of course, the lead singer Chester Bennington passed away in 2017, so we don't get to see. We'll never get to see the full band together again, which is a shame. And the reason that they made my list is because it was such a big deal for me in middle school and like early high school. I loved Lincoln Park so much that going back and being able to see the full band together would have been cool. Heck yeah, yeah. They were, that was a fun. I mean, Warp Tour was just yeah. It's Warp Tour. It was a time, bro. It was a time. <laughs> Sick. <dude. laughs> Can't wait to tell my grandchildren about the Warp Tour in two thousand nine. Well, you probably nine. <laughs> uh, okay. My number eight is Louis Armstrong. Uh, just nice. any time in the 1920s, in specifically in New Orleans. Nice. Just I love jazz music. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I know a lot of people don't like jazz music. I really do. Um, and I think it would be awesome to see the king of jazz music in the city where it was invented. Like, that would just be so fun. And, like, who knows? Maybe Ella Fitzgerald, like, gets up on stage and they they jam out together. You never yeah. know. You could have put that. Like, you could have put Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald probably together. Nah. I would, I would have allowed it. Um, okay. <laughs> my, my number seven is Frightened Rabbit. Wanna lie and sleep on the TV in a golden cardboard crowd. Wanna die like a rich boy, even if we're as poor as we are now. Um, sometime in 2017. I don't have a specific. Um, so Frightened Rabbit were a Scottish indie rock band from Selkirk formed in 2003. It was an initially a solo project for vocalist and guitarist Scott Hutchison. Uh, but the final lineup of the band consisted of uh, Hutchison, his brother Grant Hutchison, Bill Kennedy, Andy Monahan, and Simon Liddell. Uh, from 2004, the band were then released or based in Glasgow. So they're just Scottish as hell, like through and through. And you can tell when he's singing, it sounds like very Scottish, his voice. Um, I really love Frightened Rabbit. It's exactly the kind of indie rock that I've always really enjoyed listening to. Uh, unfortunately, Scott Hutchison tragically passed away in 2018 at the age of 36. Um, so I'll, I'll 
we'll never get to see them play a live show yeah. together, but really, really would have loved to. I didn't find out about them until after uh, Scott Hutchison passed, so I very much missed the boat. Um, but there are lots of live performances on YouTube that are really great to watch, but of course it's not the same as actually being able to see them live. But this is a band that I really, really, really love that we're forced to end, end the band way too soon due to the passing of the lead singer. So that's why they made my list. You, you're not traveling that far back in time with some of these. No. I think my earliest one is like 1977. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not traveling super back. I'm not traveling back super far with most of them. Like, I think my next two are also in the 2000s. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. Okay, this next one for me, my number seven, is either going to win me this episode or it's going to lose me this episode because it's not in the top five. Because okay. this is Kent's favorite band. But okay. it's also like, it's one of the greatest bands of all time. Number seven is the Rolling Stones. Specifically, the Let It Bleed 1969 tour. That album had Gimme Shelter, Let It Bleed, Midnight Rambler, Monkey Man, and You Can't Always Get What You Want. Um, I mean, it would just be amazing to see the band that kind of, like, took the torch after the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, like, the first, like, rock, like, real rock band that, like, you know, everyone just embraced. I feel like them live would just be insane at the height of their popularity. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. That's one of those that like, uh, they're one of the most influential bands of all time. I've never once in my life thought like, man, I really am in the mood to listen to a Rolling Stones song right now. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever just like added them to a playlist or anything. Um, okay. My number six, last country singer on my, on my list. It's George Strait. When that sun is high in the picture sky, I'll be bucking it to county fair. Amarillo, I'm on it. Amarillo, I'll be there. Um, would have loved he to just see. Played. Just played in Houston uh, two days ago. Yeah, at the, the rodeo. He played his 75th last rodeo concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what, like. This is my pick is the Cowboy Rides Away tour from 2014 where he was like, yeah. I'm done touring. Dude, the tickets to that, because he ended it yeah. at the Houston Radio, the tickets to that were so expensive. And then, like, the next, because he was like, I'm done. And the next year, he's like, I'm playing the rodeo again. Yeah. Yeah, I think his whole deal is he's done. He was done like touring like the country and doing international shows and stuff. Yeah. But he's like, he's from Texas. So he does like five shows a year. He does like Vegas. Yeah. Uh, Nashville, Houston, and probably Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was just like one of those, like, I'm done touring, but I'll still play live sometimes. <laughs> so. uh, but uh, George Rivers Strait Sr. is American country music singer, songwriter, actor, and music producer from Poteet, Texas. Um, he He's the undisputed king of country music. I don't think it's uh, it's arguable even at this point. Uh, I grew up listening to his music. I still do on occasion. Uh, his final concert for the Cowboy Rides Away tour was at AT&T Stadium, Jerry World, in Arlington. Um, in June 2014, it drew 104,793 people at one concert, which is just nuts. Marking, I don't think the Cowboys have had that many people at their uh, games. <laughs> almost certainly not. 
uh, marking a new record for largest indoor concert in North America. Concert also set the record for the largest gross at a single show country concert with $18,194,374. Grossing that from one concert, which is just stupid. Um, other acts to perform at this specific show... Jason Aldean, Kenny Chesney, Eric Church, Ronnie Dunn, Vince Gill, Faith Hill, Alan Jackson, Miranda Lambert, Martina McBride, Leanne Womack, and Asleep at the Wheel. So just like, Dude, hey, you have you ever so seen country, bro? You are so country. Why? Because I just read a list you of love. names from the Wikipedia. No, you're you're just you want to go to this concert that has so many country artists. It you're was just... his last touring show. I just wanted to, to be able to see George Strait at his like the king of country music at his last ever like tour would be pretty crazy. <laughs> Um, it would have been really cool to see. I had friends that go, but I did not want to take out a bank loan to buy a ticket to, to yeah. go to this concert. It was so stupid expensive for tickets to like sit at the very top of Cowboy Stadium to see this show. Just no thank you. But Yeah, that's cool. what – when he played in Houston, it was like during spring break for me when I was in college. Yeah. And I would never – like I always hated missing the Houston rodeo because – of spring break because i love mm-hmm. i used to go to the houston radio like every time it was in houston but i lived in mississippi can go and i'd never been more happy to be like sorry i can't spend a million dollars to sit in <laughs> section 610 yeah. <laughs> to watch George straight <laughs> yeah not, not worth it at that point but i just just for the like being able to say i saw george straight state's last concert of his last tour would have been cool yeah Damn, I just love that you preface this entire episode that you're not a country fan. <laughs> I, I get it though. I get it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but it's just hilarious. Really minimizing a lot of the all the stuff I said around it. But <laughs> um, okay, my next three are all from the same year, and they're all the same genre. Okay, um, I'm a big punk rock fan. So first, I want to see the Talking Heads. Nineteen seventy-seven. I don't really care where, but specifically the CBDB. Um, the CBD. it's is it country bl- CBGB? Yeah, country bluegrass blues. Yeah, CBGB. Um, it's a famous punk bar yeah. in in uh, New York. They made a crappy um, music or a crappy movie based on that place. I think. Hey, I don't know. I kind of like the movie. Alan Rickman, Ron <laughs> yeah. Weasley. <laughs> Uh, but yeah talking heads would just be so fun to see um live especially before they started getting like way too like oh we're artsy we're not punk anymore we're like trying to make a statement (laughs) but uh yeah i mean seeing psycho killer before anyone knew what that how freaking huge that song would would be would just be amazing i just would love to see them before they turn huge before punk rock was still punk rock. And now Turnstile is bringing it back, so it's all good. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> uh, my number five is Mumford & Sons in 2012 at Red Rocks. Mumford Sons, a British folk rock 
band formed in London in 2007. Consists of Marcus Mumford, Ted Dwayne, and Ben Lovett. Uh, Winston Marshall left the band in 2021, so he just left it. Uh, it's one of my favorite bands of all time. I've talked about them a lot on here, so if you've listened to other music episodes we've done, this isn't surprising. They played a show at Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado in 2012 that featured all of their best songs. Um, but they, they featured both from Sign No More and from Babel, two of my favorite albums ever, because that was like right as Babel was being released. Um, and it's just, they did, they released a live album of this. There's footage of it all over the place. You could buy the DVD if you want, uh, but I found it online and it's kind of such a sick concert at maybe the coolest concert venue ever. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen them live before? Mm-mm. Wow. No, I don't go to a ton of live music. I saw them at Bonnaroo, which was just, was, I mean, crazy in itself. Cause you have to camp at this music festival. Yeah. So, but they're pretty good live. All the crap that I give them for that's, just being the whitest the, band of all time. Yes, and yeah, always says the John Mayer fan. But I think okay. I think Mumford and Sons is the whitest. Like, has to be the whitest yeah, band of all. It's time. certainly up there. It's well, Weezer. <laughs> no, but they're like nerdy white. Like this is just like plain Generic like white, white bread, like <laughs> Wonder regular, Bread band. <laughs> regular British white dudes. Yeah, yeah. no, that's certainly true and i would not ever argue that it's, i there was a time i from like 2010 to like 2013 they were definitely my favorite band in the entire world i was obsessed for a while but yeah used, used to love mumford i don't listen to it much anymore because they're like they're getting progressively worse like every time they come out with new music it's just a little bit worse than the stuff they came out with before it's- it's the Bob Dylan effect, man. They're, they're going uh, electric when they should stay acoustic. Yeah, for sure. Like, everyone, like, the first time Bob Dylan went electric, he got booed. Yeah. Like, so. if, if you listen to their discography, like, each of their albums has gotten progressively a little more electric. Sino More feels, it's so it's like 90% banjo, it feels like. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> That's like, there's like, a, there's some meme out there where it's like, Listening to Mumford and Sons is like listening to EDM, except you're just instead of waiting for the beat to drop, you're waiting for the banjo to drop. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, the banjo the banjo drop in the cave is so sick. <laughs> like, it's so good. I don't care. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know, similar band to Mumford and Sons. Um, I'm going the Clash, 1977 uh, at CBGB. Also. Now punk you know classic punk band this is before they got like really really big uh, but london calling would just be amazing to hear jimmy jazz brand new cadillac i mean this clash is like one of my favorite bands of all time uh probably my favorite punk band even though they're not the first punk band on my list uh, mm-hmm. but this i mean seeing them live would just be amazing i, I would kill for that i would pay so much money who cool what was that what were you gonna ask no i i forgot you're gonna Um, ask something weird that would have been weird right no (laughs) um my my number four uh i let me get through the spiel before you react too harshly it is weird al i knew you were gonna have weird al on your list (laughs) it's it's michael jackson (laughs) 
1983, the 25th anniversary oh. of Motown. Totally uh, get that. Yeah. Michael, Michael Joseph Jackson is an American singer, songwriter, and dancer, dubbed the king of pop. He's regarded as one of the most significant cultural figures of the 20th century. Uh, he has done despicable and unforgivable things that we all know about, and I don't think this is the place to talk about them, so I'm not going to... We're also not paying money to see these concerts. This is... We're going in a a time travel machine and magically getting into this concert venue and not giving money to anybody. Yes, and also there's a reason I went all the way back to 1983. Yes. Yeah, good call. This is the the 25th anniversary of Motown performance that he did that was like one of the biggest shows of all time. Um, He reunited with his brothers, and he also debuted the Moonwalk for the first time on stage. This is that show where he did it during Billie Jean. Uh, there's footage of it all over the place. Oh. It was like an NPC, NBC produced special. Um, is really such an incredible show. Would have been super, like, incredibly amazing to see. There's a reason he's maybe the most influential entertainer of all time because like, he put on a ridiculous show. Dude, seeing the moonwalk live for the for first, the first time. Are you kidding, dude? It would have <laughs> blown my mind. I would have died on the spot. Just there's it live for the first time. Did you ever watch uh, Seth Rogen's uh, show Future Man on Hulu? No. Where the it's basically the plot of Terminator, but it's this nerdy. It's Josh Hutcherson, and he like beats a video game, so these people from the future come back, and they have to like kill this guy who made all these androids or whatever and nice. they go back to like the moon landing or whatever and he does the moonwalk before any before anyone had seen it and they just flip out that's so funny uh but yeah I, it just put it really you can find footage of it all over the place it's super easy to find but the way that the crowd just exploded i was looking like for audio footage of this because we've been putting the clips on and it was kind of hard to find because most of it is just crowd noise because of how bad everybody's freaking out so sick now now this was pre man in the mirror right because that's my favorite michael jackson song yes i think so ah see i would love to see man in the mirror live that would be crazy awesome i honestly him doing the moonwalk to billy jean was enough for me yeah you know what i mean no i get it i totally get it um okay uh my Number four, but my number one punk band on my list is the Sex Pistols. I am an I am an Don't know what I want, but I know how to get it. I want to destroy possibly Uh never mind the bollocks, here's the Sex Pistols album. Like probably the greatest punk album of all time. They were such a just force of nature on stage. It would be so amazing to see them live and like, I don't know, probably mosh, probably get punched in the face. Like they were nuts. And to see them, I would love to see him like in England. That would be amazing. But like just that album, I've listened to that album so many times because it's just so amazing. Um, And obviously like, you know, there's really... (laughs) That's pretty much all their discography. I mean, they're like literally that, you know, the documentary now with the Blue Jean Committee where they have one album and they're like considered the greatest band of all time. Do you ever watch that with mm-hmm. Fred Armisen and Bill Hader? Oh, oh no. dude. It's basically this. They just released like one 
great album and it's like the greatest punk album of all time and they're just insane they're clinically insane all of these guys in this band are clinically insane and it would just be amazing to see them on stage just doing ridiculous stuff yeah uh sorry i haven't been contributing much to your picks i completely missed out on 70s punk music it just is not you gotta revisit man ever gotten into it'll get you pumped up bro it's like that same feeling you get when you listen to to turnstile i mean why do you listen to turnstile that music gets you pumped up, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, my number three is A Tribe Called Quest. Sometime in 1994. I don't have a specific place. Uh, Tribe Called Quest was an American hip-hop group formed, formed in Queens, New York in 1985, originally composed of rapper and main producer Q-Tip, rapper Fife Dog, DJ and producer Ali Shahid Muhammad, and rapper Jerobi White. Um, the group is regarded as a pioneer of alternative hip-hop, as well as one of the greatest hip-hop acts of all time. This is another group that I've talked about multiple times on this show. Um, one of my absolute favorites, and another group that put on incredible concerts. Uh, by 1994, they'd come out with Low End Theory, which I, might be my favorite hip-hop album of all time. It's certainly really high up there. Um, they'd also dropped Midnight Marauders not long before this, um, which featured Award Tour and Electric Relaxation, which are both just bangers. Um, they're still pretty young at this point, full of energy, putting on incredible like high-energy, um, really, really good performances. So would have been really cool to see a Tribe Called Quest in 94. Yeah, they Tribe Girl Quest is awesome. They also have one of the only like great Saturday Night Live performances. Oh, like, really? Both of their performances on Saturday Night Live, like two years. I think it was the year before COVID, but it was awesome. I missed it somehow. It was really good. You gotta look it up. Cool. Um, okay, my number three is Elton John, nineteen seventy five, nice. Dodger Stadium. Nice. Very specific. Okay, let me just read this set list because it's insane. He sang 30 songs total. Crazy. But this set list is nuts. So starts out with your song, which is mm-hmm. like crazy that he starts out with your song. Yeah. Like that's the opening to the show. <laughs> and then I need you I, I need you to turn to Border Song, Take Me to the Pilot, Dan Dare, Country Comfort, Levin. I don't know. Uh, Rocket Man. So, like, there we go. We're only on number eight, and he's at Rocket Man. We got number nine, Hercules. Then Empty Sky, Funeral for a Friend, Love Lies Bleeding. Number 12, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Like, we're still not even halfway there. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road into Benny and the Jets. Like, (laughs) go on. Harmony, Dixie Lily, Captain Fantastic, and the Brown Dirt Cowboy which is such an Elton John title for a song. <laughs> uh, Bitter Fingers, Someone Saved My Life Tonight. Great. The Bitch is Back. Amazing. Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Gotta Get a Meal Ticket. Then Beatles cover Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Beatle co- Beatles cover I Saw Her Standing There. And I'm pretty sure, like, 
like Paul came on stage and said, like one of the Beatles was like there with them when this happened. I'm pretty sure. Um, then Island Girl, Philadelphia Freedom, we we all fall in love sometimes, and then curtains. The show ends. He comes back on stage for an encore. Tell me when the whistle blows. Saturday night's all right for fighting, and then he covers the Who Pinball Wizard, which Crazy. is it's on YouTube. It's one of my dad's favorite songs. It's so that song is amazing in its own right, but you gotta look up the there's it's on YouTube of him covering Pinball Wizard, and it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but That's that show sick. in Dodger Stadium would, oh, and it's like in that that movie uh, Rocket Man. Yeah, he's wearing that like bedazzled. It's like, like Elton John Dodgers jersey. Dodgers yeah. jersey. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, so Elton, dude, Elton in the day. Gosh, such a fun concert. Uh, I, I tried to keep quiet because my number two is also Elton John. Oh, different show though. I'm going 1970 at the Troubadour. I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind that I put down in the words. How one. Oh, okay. Um, so you you went with like it, it, it's the iconic show and pro- and the correct choice. Like if you can see one Elton John show, that's the one. But yeah. it would have just been so sick to see him. That like hit his show in 1970 at the Troubadour. This is his like breakout into international stardom. Like uh, up to yeah. this point, like he had like been a pub singer and like he made he played music for other people up until like 1969 like the year before this and then he came out with an album started making a bit of a name for himself in the uk but this show at the troubadour was like what launched him into like international superstar one of the most successful international music careers of all time Uh, it was a smaller more intimate show which is more my vibe than big huge concerts anyway you normally uh, but man, that would have been so crazy to see. Dude, you gotta. I'm pretty sure there were like 20 like very famous people in the crowd for that. Like you gotta yeah. look up because like who knows? You go to that show, you run into like I don't know someone famous, share a beer with. I don't know. I honestly don't know who was there, but it was. I know there were famous people there. <laughs> yeah, that it just it would have been so sick. Yeah, uh, speak, Neil Diamond is the one that introduced him. Yeah, there like, you go. Neil Diamond went on the stage and was like, uh, I'm here for the same reason you guys are all here because I heard his album and it's incredible. Here's Elton John. So crazy that Neil Diamond is the one that did that. So, yeah, yeah. would have been would have been a really like he didn't he played your song um cuz that was like yeah. his first big big hit, but he didn't have like I think he only played like six or seven songs at the entire show, so it wasn't the big sprawling spectacle that the Dodger Stadium show was, but it just God, what an experience that would have been. Well, and according to the movie, like he was so good that literally the <laughs> entire bar started floating midair. Yeah. So like you got you could experience <laughs> levitation for the first time. Right. It's so crazy to experience <laughs> literal magic. <laughs> uh, okay. My number two, we're going to Vegas, baby. Vegas, 1969, The King, Elvis Presley. You should have had your knocked out jailbird sing that rock. Everybody let it rock. Everybody in old sailboat. Who's dancing to the tail out rock. Nice. His first, like, 
big, big Elvis show. And obviously, I want this to look exactly like the Baz Luhrmann trailer, not like actual <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> God. No. No, but Elvis, the king, I've my grandma loves Elvis. Like, my she would only Elvis. listen to Elvis and, like, classical music and the Beach Boys. So, like, <laughs> if I was ever in her car, those were my choices. I would always choose Elvis. I mean, he's so fun. I, when I was living in Mississippi, there was such a huge appreciation because he grew up 30 minutes away from where I went to college. Mm-hmm. So there was like, there's this like museum there called Graceland Two. Yeah, but it's T O O. Um, I don't know. It's this very strange guy who owns like the most Elvis memorabilia out of anyone on the entire planet, and you just go to his house and you have to buy him. You just in minutes is a six pack of Coke, like. That's pretty cool. That's it. Yeah. It's very strange, dude. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Elvis, to me, is just such, like, an American icon and, like, someone that I wish I could see. Like, someone who's better, like, you can tell is better live. Like, yeah. there's, like, Gary Clark Jr., who was on my honorable mentions, his live stuff is so much better than his, you know, album stuff. And mm-hmm. I just think seeing Elvis live would just be amazing in Las Vegas in his first like big show when Vegas was still not just like frat dudes going on their bachelor party and UFC fights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Jo- yes. Joe Rogan. <laughs> UFC fights and frat dudes. That's Joe yeah. Rogan. <laughs> you know that, you know, those like pendulum clocks that was like a cat's tail swinging back and forth. And that was yeah. kind of the like, my mom had one of those, but it was Elvis's leg swinging back and forth. That's she had awesome. that hanging up in our kitchen for like my entire childhood. That's mom's amazing. obsessed with Elvis. She loves him so much. But, Dude, he's the king, man. Yeah, it's a great pick. I, I hate that Baz Luhrmann is the one making a freaking movie. About you really him. don't like Baz Luhrmann. He's not a good director. He's not. I'm sorry. He's just not a good director. <laughs> Uh, okay, my number one is the Beastie Boys in 1999. Beastie Boys were an American rap group from New York City formed in 1981. The group was composed of uh, Michael Mike D. Diamond, Adam MCA Yock, and Adam Adrock Horowitz. Uh, it's hard to imagine anything more fun than a Beastie Boys concert, I think. It's one of my favorite groups ever. They played this massive show in 1999 in Glasgow where they also did a 30-song set, which is just <laughs> insane. Can you imagine doing a 30-song set with the energy that the Beastie Boys put into their concert? They spend the whole concert running back and forth on stage, jumping up and down and yelling. Yeah. It's, it sounds like the most exhausting thing in the world. They had to be, I mean, there was had probably to, yeah, some. Had to <laughs> some help. Um, <laughs> But I've seen I've seen footage on YouTube. It looked like the most fun thing ever. Of course, tragically, MCA died of cancer in 2012. Um, the band was introduced into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in April 2012, less than a month before his passing. Um, so I'm glad that he was alive to see that. But yeah, just one of the coolest group of guys making such fun and interesting music. I really, really, really love the Be- the Beastie Boys, and it would have been so cool to see them at like the height of their popularity. What was uh? Isn't there a Ted Lasso? What was it? He was like, first concert, best concert. Oh, but yeah. Number one, Kenny Rogers, the gambler. 
Number two, B- I can't remember what he said, but he's like, Beastie Boys. I can't remember the specifics. I think, she, yeah. I think she, Rebecca said Beastie Boys. No, she said she, no. She said Spice Girls and Spice Girls. Oh, that's right. Come on. Yeah. Have you seen Ted Lasso? Yeah, I have ADHD <laughs> to have a terrible memory. So, it's Honestly, it's been long enough, meaning it's been like six months, that I'm probably due for a rewatch because I'm forgetting <laughs> stuff. It's the, the the one gift that I get from my ADHD is I forget things so easily that rewatching movies and TV shows, I can do it like every year, and it's like a new movie. My friend uh, from Spain just moved to New York, and he, like, two weeks into living in New York, runs into the actress that plays Rebecca. Like, That's so just crazy. on the street, and she Can't took a picture him. with him. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, okay, my number one. Probably the greatest band who ever lived, the Beatles. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these sunken eyes and learn to see all your life. You were only waiting. 1968. I I didn't really bank on like one year. This was the year they released the White Album, which has Blackbird, which is my favorite Beatles song, and I just picked that specifically, because honestly, I don't really care what they play. I just want to see them live. Yeah. Um, But I would really want to hear Blackbird live. And obviously, I want to see this in Liverpool, because I could turn it into an entire weekend and go see Liverpool play a game, you know, while I'm there. But yeah, I mean, the Beatles, it's an... this is an easy choice. It's the obvious choice, but yeah. you know, it's the obvious for a reason. They're yeah. one of the greatest bands ever. Yeah, hard to argue. Cool. Uh, you got anything else? Are you ready to take a break? Uh, let's get to it. All right, we will be right back with this week's special guest. Hello, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with me and Ty as we rank the uh, artists or bands that we would most want to see live. It kind of has devolved into a just like concerts from the past that we wish we could have gone to. Um, but hopefully you're enjoying this. We always like these music episodes where we get to throw in like clips from the songs that we're talking about or the bands that we're talking about. So hopefully you're enjoying it as much as we, uh, enjoy making them. Uh, we're going to be joined here in just a second by Kent Garrison from Mad About Movies. He's got a fun perspective on live music because he was in a touring band for a long time. So it's going to be fun to hear him talk about that stuff. But I wanted to jump in here real quick, let you guys know, next week's episode, we are going to be ranking uh, our favorite movie trailers of all time. Uh, and we're going to be joined by our friend Tanner, who we know through the Mad About Movies Discord. Um, and her job is that she makes movie trailers. <laughs> like Her career is she works on trailers. So the absolute perfect person to have on for this topic. I'm excited to hear uh, some of her insight on uh, on making trailers and what goes into that process. If you have any questions for Tanner about what it's like to make a movie trailer, or like what her day-to-day is or what she goes through, anything you've ever wanted to know about making trailers, uh, send us an email. Um, you can either do that in the form of an MP3 if you want to send a voicemail or you can just type out an email and we'll read it out to her but send those to rankingspod at gmail.com um also join our discord uh, we'll take we'll take questions in there we do episode discussion we take your ideas for episodes um so hopefully you uh hang out in there with us all right back to the episode and we are back with this week's special guest judge he's the host of the mad about movies podcast it's kent garrison what's up dude hey not much thanks for having me back how are you buddy I'm doing good, just grinding through this NFL free agency period and oh, trying to sleep as much as I can and, you know, all-time greats, yeah, unretiring, do. things like that. So, you know, <laughs> so crazy. blood pressure's can, high these days, but doing well. Can you explain why the Cowboys haven't signed anybody but a punter? Like, I got an ESPN you know. update that we signed a three, 
time Pro Bowl punt. Like, I don't want to get that update. Like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they got in some salary cap trouble. They had to get rid of Amari to get under the cap. And then yeah. they had a lot of guys expiring contracts. And you've got a lot of guys up and coming, like CeeDee Lamb and Micah, that are going to have contracts coming up that you know you're going to want to pay. And so it's a lot of forecasting and a lot of work that has to be done behind the scenes to keep a football team together with a salary cap. And that's why the NFL is the way it is. And teams lose players and they have to go back to the draft and they get a compensated a pick. And it's kind of, they like the up and down of the league and you can't just pay guys um, if they're good. Otherwise the Cowboys would be the best team because they have <laughs> yeah. the most money and Jerry will write a check money. for, to win any day. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, ever since they took that away from him in the 90s, it's been really tough sledding for him. So that's kind of where we are still. Just for listener background, you do a lot of uh, NFL stuff with The Athletic, right? Yes, yeah, I produce uh, the pod, the NFL pods for The Athletic, oversee those and produce a, a handful of them as well. Sweet. In case anybody listening was wondering, like, why did they jump into NFL talk? Yeah. <laughs> he does a movie podcast. What do we do? Yeah, my day job, I, I, pr- I produce pods for uh, – for NFL, like covering all the leagues. So yeah, it's, it's from most of the day I'm plugged into that and then I'll unplug and plug right into MAM. So it's, it's a pretty seamless process at this point, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of podcasting. Sweet. Um, so Metabot movies, our listeners are a hundred percent aware of Metabot movies because we literally, this show is a direct result of yeah, you guys Madabut are regulars of, of ours. It's yeah. like a, a family, you know, it's like a little yeah. podcast network we got, you know, it's great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but you guys are going through. You guys are doing a big Denzel retrospective right now. Are you guys doing any other like fun stuff that you guys have announced already? We have some fun stuff kind of in the works yeah. for the ten year, which is coming up here. Uh, believe it or not, so, so we're tr- we're trying to yeah, we're trying to trying to plan out for some kind of big um, big thing for for celebrating ten years. So we're looking at that. But yeah, we're in the midst of the Denzel thing and. Um, it, that's been really good. Right now, we're kind of early '90s era of Denzel, so uh, so th- still kind of him trying to win Oscars and, and yeah. get his name out there. So he hasn't fully cashed the check yet, and so it's a really interesting time to uh, um, go back and watch those movies. I haven't watched a lot of them in a long time. Some of them I'd never seen. So it's been awesome, and man, Denzel might be the goat. So does that mean great. you will eventually have to watch the little things again? <laughs> uh that's a good question i'll have to i mean i know brian will because brian's the completist so he'll rewatch right. him just to just to you know have a, a fresh memory oh man I, I can't do that i can't do a lot i can't do flight again like i've seen it i know it too but, well in my but, now it's left, left the scar but he grabs so. it he grabs the 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 alcohol at the end yeah dude <laughs> that that was proof that like a bad director can make like even the best actor terrible because like I've never <laughs> seen Denzel bad in a movie and then like you just put him in that and it was it was pretty disappointing but yeah we'll get there we'll get there uh, at the end of the year we'll get to the more recent uh, Denzel but it's been really really fun and I'm excited to talk some Malcolm X with the boys this week it's oh. one of the longest movie I've watched in a long time so. Oh my gosh, Malcolm X! I freaking love that movie. That'd be sweet. I assume the the big ten year anniversary event that you guys are doing is just a cookout at Brian's house, right? Maybe a sleepover after. Well, 
I don't want to give that away for Brian. I'll let him reveal the plans for. You're for his finally going to show Coop Pulp Fiction and have him. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that would probably be the best party. Would be, yeah, just expose Coop to various things on the podcast and and see his reaction. And, and I think that would be fun for everybody. But we're we're planning on doing something. Hopefully, that involves a lot of a lot of the Mam Fam and and. Um, yeah, maybe a, like a live event of some kind, Ooh. something like that. So, Sweet. we'll see. Heck yeah. That'll be cool. Um, all right, Kent, we're here talking about uh, artists or bands that we would most want to see play live. We left this pretty open-ended. Um, we are we let ourselves pick like the year or at least the era um, that we would most want to see them in. We picked mm-hmm. specific concerts or tours for some of them. So it was kind of one of those you can get as specific as you want, but you don't have to type things. Uh, but one of the reasons we wanted to have you on for this is you have an incredibly unique perspective when it comes to concerts and live music because mm-hmm. you were in a friggin' band for a long time. Yeah, I've uh, been to a lot of concerts, you know, to say the least. That's for sure. <laughs> it's something that um, – we still enjoy doing doing it as much as we can. It was tough the last few years, but we've already hit a couple this year. The wife and I, Richard, uh, was at one with me last week, so that was good. But yeah, man, I've always enjoyed concerts. Like um, one of my buddies in like fourth or fifth grade took me to a, a Tom Petty show with his parents, and I was pretty much in at that point. I'm like, you can't expose me to that at age eleven and expect me. <laughs> not to want to be a rock star, you know? And so I grew up with all my friends, brothers being into Nirvana and Metallica. And so it just kind of rubbed off on me and I grew up in a musical household. So yeah, always, always been a concert guy and always try to catch as many concerts as I can when they, whenever they come through a lot of these, I haven't seen though, which is cool. This is a good good list. I've seen a handful of these already and I hope to see a handful more, but these are impressive lists you've put together. Wow, we don't get that a lot. We don't get a lot of compliments on our list, especially when Shane's on. You guys have some wide-ranging music taste. You know, you're not not like young kids and only (laughs) listen to what's on the on the radio. It seems like you've done your research. You you you're aware of the history of of music. It seems like, and so that's that's always good. Even when Tobin, even when you care enough, you care enough to listen to to music. You know, I mean. Uh, Tobin comes talking... on our music episodes and is just like, y'all are dumb. This is the right answer. <laughs> yeah. I just don't, I mean, maybe it's different. I just don't know if kids nowadays are super into music like I was. I mean, my yeah. uh, nephew is like 10 years old and I was asking him, I was like, what's your favorite band? You know, have you ever, have you ever, I asked him, have you ever sat down and listened to a CD or like listened to an album? He's like, no. And yeah, I, was I like, guess that makes by, sense. By, by, I was so like, by that age, I had like stuff. a, uh, I had a record collection and I like had favorite bands and like, I guess it's just a different time, but it's just an impressive, uh, I, they can be entertained by other things. And I was just, you know, put on a CD, put on that uh, space jam soundtrack and let me go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a musical <laughs> yeah. kid. So it started there. My, my 16 year old brother has a record player and he doesn't ever listen to it. He just gets records that my parents buy him. Like he has like three mile mm-hmm. love it vinyl records. And I'm like, do you ever listen to these? He's like, honestly, no, I don't know why they keep buying me this stuff. Cause I don't listen. To <laughs> it's an easy gift. Honestly, for me who loves records and it, you know, I, I yeah. stop myself from every weekend walking down the street and, and buying 
at least one record that I could listen to that weekend or whatever. Yeah. But it's an easy gift for me. Yeah. Christmas time, it's just like buy me whatever vinyl is new or on my wish list or whatever. And I'm happy, you know, it's super, absolutely super great. And I do that for relatives too, who, who like vinyl and appreciate it. And it's sentimental value in there too. Cause you're picking an artist for somebody and an album that you know, they'll like, and it's collectible. There's a lot of, a lot of pluses too, to collecting records. Oh yeah. Being into that. For sure. Uh, for, for our listeners that don't know, maybe aren't, aren't as aware of Kent, um, you were one of the founding members of Forever the Sickest Kids and toured for like a really long time, so you're <laughs> intimately aware with yeah uh, and, uh, uh, with live music. So, be a fun fun perspective as opposed to me and Ty, who are just idiots. Who I will say concerts as I as I, <laughs> you know as we as I look at these lists here, you know, Easy W would have been just FTSK Warp Tour 2009. I mean, <laughs> hey. No, we oh my gosh i'm not kidding we talked about the 2009 warp tour at some point do this because one nice. of us was there Got it. <laughs> well, you never want to go back to that's what i see these lists you're like yeah i don't want to revisit that just, i was there and it's not something i want to do again no i'm just kidding that, that would have been a funny a funny way to try to sway my opinion a pander sure yeah was it there was a second there where I was like, what if I just did a bit and my list was like 10 different FTSK concerts? <laughs> well, that's, that, that was mine because I, I was like, were there, how, were there 10 dates on the Family Values Tour in 1999? <laughs> it's like, I know Kid Rock is there and then Corn came on and then Biscuit was headlining for a little bit. But couldn't pick out 10 that I wanted to, wanted to go to, 10 cities. So um, all right, I'm gonna. Um, should I before we before we get into okay, these? Yeah. Though, I'll, I got to read them out. Um, just kind of yeah. as a, a quick refresher for ourselves, for our listeners, and maybe for you, a, a nice little summary for these. I read them out labeled list A and list B, and then Ty and I are quiet, and you kind of have freedom to do whatever you want. You can go through them one by one, or go through them with kind of broad strokes. Pick out stuff that you like, stuff that you didn't like. Really, all you have to do is pick a winner, uh, and then we'll do questions and read your own list and stuff after that. So, but if we're ready. Uh, I'll go ahead and get started with list A. The honorable mentions are Tyler Childers, Haim, and Leon Bridges. Number 10 is Dolly Parton, kind of any era, as long as it's at the Grand Ole Opry. Um, eight, or nine is Ray Charles in 1981, live in concert with the Edmonton Symphony. Eight is Lincoln Park in 2008, live at Milton Keynes. Uh, seven is Frightened Rabbit in 2017. Six is George Strait in 2014 at the Cowboy Rides Away Tour. Five is Mumford & Sons in 2012 at Red Rocks. Four is Michael Jackson, 1983, at the 25th anniversary of Motown. Three is A Tribe Called Quest in 1994. Uh, number two is Elton John in 1970 at the Troubadour. And number one is The Beastie Boys in 1999. List B, the honorable mentions are Gary Clark Jr., Vampire Weekend, and John Mayer. Number 10 is Bob Dylan in 1963. Nine is Otis Redding in 1966 at the Soul Album Tour. Um, eight is Louis Armstrong in the 1920s in New Orleans. Seven is the Rolling Stones in 1969, the Let It Bleed Tour. Six is the Talking Heads in 1977. Five is the Clash in 1977. And four is Sex Pistols in 1977. Three is Elton John in 1975 at Dodger Stadium. Two is Elvis in 1969 at Las Vegas. And number one is the Beatles in 1968. Can't you have the floor? All right. So... First reactions here on the honorable mentions. I, I really enjoy them. I was telling my sister about Tyler Childers 
the other day because she was asking if I like Charlie Crockett. And I was like, of course, I love Charlie Crockett. Do you like Tyler Childers? She was like, I don't know. Do I? And so I'm trying to get her into him. He's incredible live. I've seen him before at, uh, in Atlanta at a festival there and was, was fantastic. I love Leon, of course, and I love Haim. And so I can't go wrong there. Uh, John Mayer on the other list, Vampire Weekend, and Gary Clark Jr. on the other list are all are all fantastic. I feel like Vampire Weekend is the indie band. Like Probably. in my mind, when you hear the when I hear the word indie band, like they're the first band I think of. I don't know why. Maybe they're most. Um, the they just it's stand the out from this era. Just their sound is so unique, and yeah, and they just have become so popular. They could play arenas but they're still so weird that it yeah. always blows my mind yeah. uh so i always appreciate that gary clark jr live record is is fantastic the vinyl live vinyl i do own that one so oh man that one's tough because i feel like the Hyam is a maybe a leaning in my direction a little bit more and the fort worth love with with leon uh list b let's see here talking heads is this 77 is it, would this be stop making sense or a little before that does anyone know what a 77 Ooh. tour? This would be their first album. First right? album. Is that what we said in the discussion portion, Danny? Okay. I think so. Um, Rolling Stones, Let It Bleed Tour. My wife's favorite album by them, Let It Bleed. Uh, we actually got the wedding cake from Let It Bleed Uh our wedding cake was the cake from Let It Bleed. Uh, from the album yeah. cover? Yeah, from the album <laughs> That's cover. That's awesome. My my, uh, st- st- uh, my father-in-law made it for us. Like, he 3D printed a bunch of parts and, like, did it for us. I'll have to send it, send you guys a picture in the Discord uh, of that. But uh, That's it's incredible. so cool. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. So this one's tough. I'm going to go to list A and see if there's any that stick out here. Here's the thing. I love concerts. I'll go to almost any concert that there mm-hmm. is. And there's very few artists that I like won't sit through. Like I just know that about me that I'm like probably the most chill music taste of anything. Like I I have, I have opinions, but there's almost no artist that I can't stand and won't mm-hmm. like sit through a concert and can't enjoy aspects of it. Uh, having said that, George Strait is kind of high on the list of like artists that I don't want to see or don't don't care about. Like I appreciate, but but like yeah. to, to me, this Cowboy Rides Away tour is the epitome of like three hours of of like him kind of standing around and uh, guests coming up, and then wasn't he playing yeah. like Choctaw like two weeks later? Like that wasn't even his last. He made this he was in Houston like, this two it, days guys. ago. And yeah, and he was like, all right, see you guys next week at, at Windstar, yeah. you know? And it was very, very <laughs> odd kind of thing. Um, that's a that's a North Texas joke that no one's going to get. Yeah. <laughs> Windstar. He's just playing at a casino, you know, for getting that cat, get that check. Uh, but I love country music, but George Strait, I've just never, never been super into him. I don't know what it is. Maybe uh, there's going to be a phase. I'm sure there will be when I have kids and I'm old and I'm mm-hmm. drinking beer all the time. I'm going to love George Strait. But Just wear, wear right blue now, jeans and all white yeah. New Balances. <laughs> yeah. With your t-shirt tucked into your jeans. Yeah. Frightened Rabbit. Loved them. I saw them. I think they opened for Death Cab when I saw 
Death Cab like a decade ago or something like that. They were great. Uh, Lincoln Park, man, there was a time. There was certainly a time when... You, yeah, Ty and I been... both went through pretty heavy Lincoln Park phases. Oh, man, for sure. <laughs> and Tribe Called Quest. I'm assuming this is the uh, performance from All That that you're attending live in, in the <laughs> studio audience. Yeah, the greatest <laughs> performance. Like, the, yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. They did a good job so, on all that, uh, in putting on good good music on there. Like, they weren't just putting, yeah. in, putting in the... Uh, they were exposing kids to, like, some pretty good hip-hop and stuff like that. That's cool. Um, okay, I've I've looked at your list, and those are kind of my my first impressions of them. Do you want me to give my list here? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, oh, one more thing is Beastie Boys. Peak Beastie mm-hmm. Boys is um, something I wish I could have experienced and never did. And that's uh, yeah. certainly kind of something crazy. that I look back on with regret, was never seeking them out more back in those yeah. days. Yeah. Um, here's mine. I a lot of classic rock on mine. I'm kind of with you guys. Like, I love classic rock. I love the goats, you know. Like, I just appreciate those so much more. And uh, so mine are all them uh, there. Um, my honorable mention is Radiohead at Glastonbury. Just any Radiohead show at Glastonbury, I feel like that'd be like the perfect venue to see them. I've seen them once before, but want to see them with the wife and have been telling her we'll eventually do it. If they ever tour again, we'll do that. Yeah. And I uh, hope it's Glastonbury because that'd I feel like awesome. a, a festival like them headlining at a, you know, in a, in a giant field in, in England, it would be the perfect venue for that. Oh yeah. Um, I've got next, I've got Miles Davis, uh, Bitches Brew Ooh. era. Miles Davis, yeah. just like a late career psychedelic kind of uh, knows who who he knows he's awesome and has made all his money and is just kind of making weird music. I would have loved to see Miles Davis <laughs> oh, yeah. in that era. So that's kind of my number ten here. If I'm ranking them, I guess I I didn't really rank them, but that's my tenth. That's okay. Um, number nine is John Mayer Trio era. The Ooh, Try yeah. album with Pina Palladino and Steve Jordan and John Mayer. Yeah. Incredible uh, group of musicians. Steve Jordan, who's playing with the Rolling Stones right now, and and Pino Palladino, who has played with Nine Inch Nails a bunch. And I think he's on tour with John Mayer right now, playing bass uh, for him. But one of my favorite bassists ever and a great jazz bassist, solo artist, and all that kind of stuff. So that... To me, that's peak John Mayer, like at his best, and great album, great tour. I would have loved to have seen that. I wish he would do that again. I wish he would go back to, to that. Yeah. Um, all right, Main Road from Oasis. Oasis at Main Road. Oh, yeah. It's like their first stadium show oh, at their, wow. in their hometown. That's it. We sh- we should have put that on both of our lists. That's such an oversight <laughs> for us. Yeah. Yeah. This was um, nineteen ninety. Six, I believe, 1995. And, uh, yeah, uh, their first sta- stadium show at, at the Manchester City uh, Stadium. Yeah, incredible show. Have the DVD, have the vinyl. Um, great live performance. Gr- best set list. You know, all hits. Just greatness. Just peak, peak uh, band of the 90s doing their thing. So I would have loved to have been there for that. And uh, no cell phones, you know, you just look out and there's like, no one's got a phone. Everyone's just, it's like, gosh, that, that was probably pretty. What awesome. do they hold up for lights though? When you wave your hand, <laughs> I don't know. I, Shut up. 
<laughs> vapes, I think. Did they have vapes back then? Then nothing. That had to have been. Had to have been. What else is there? <laughs> what else is there? Um, Rolling Stones Altamont. Uh, I would have loved to have been there for the. Why are we fighting? Yeah. Uh, event with the oh, yeah. uh, Hell's Angels and all that kind of stuff. Um, yep. So that would have been something historic. Uh, Beatles' last concert at Candlestick. I put that Ooh, in 66. Yeah. So to, to say you were there at their last like stadium show at uh, in San Francisco would have been cool. Although it probably sounded like garbage, which is why it was their last show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, we can't do this. It sounds like it's just you know screaming. That's all you could hear. I'm into my top five now here. Uh, <laughs> my number five is REM, like late 80s. Uh, tour Ooh. film era, uh, one I love, uh, Radio Free Europe, that whole that whole era, kind of before the losing my religion stuff, kind of took yeah. over. I loved loved REM, and still do. Uh, number four, this is probably the most guilty pleasure one, and I'm surprised neither of you have this band. Maybe they weren't in your oeuvre, but it was like my life until I was um, 18 at least. Blink 182 with Green Day. Pop Disaster oh. Tour. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's more tied than me, probably. I saw them. I saw them play. They did. Uh, they played Minute Maid Park, uh, Blink 182, uh, Weezer, and. And. Uh, and Green Day? And Green Day. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. I, gosh, that would have yeah. been cool. That, my awesome. sister texted me after the fact. My sister's just slightly older than me. She's like, why were we not at this? Because. Her and I, Weezer was like our lives, and I was a little more blink than she was. But it's like this was, this was our youth. Why did we? I was like, too late. I know. I've seen all of them a, a couple. T- I've never seen Green Day actually, but I've seen. I've Weezer never. Yeah, that was the first time I'd times seen Green Day. Blink. Yeah. So Blink and Green Blink Light. This is like a enema of the state. Take off your pants and jacket. Right when Take Off Your Pants and Jacket came out, I think was this was this tour. So it would have been. Would have been peak. All right, top three. Dr. Dre, Eminem, and Snoop Dogg. The oh, Up, and Sm- nice. Up and Smoke Tour. Yeah, that's a great pick. Not the uh, Super Bowl halftime show? Close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it brought back the vibes, man. It did. I was like, man, this was... There was certainly a an era where it was just good vibes coming from Dr. Dre. We're straight out of the studio into our ears, man. It was... The doc, they knew the doctor to go see, you know, and that, yeah, that, that was, era was of hip hop is like probably the best. There's certain, there's certainly, there's such a joy to it. There's an innocence to it. And I think, uh, certainly times have changed in hip hop, but go back and watch, um, up and smoke tour on, on YouTube. And it's just yeah. a straight party. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. just like, like, uh, like, Oh man, it, it is a vibe. It's like a, a giant club with twenty thousand people. So uh, that would have been fun so to attend. Uh, top two here, I've got uh, Nirvana at Paramount Theater in uh, Seattle. Wow, Nirvana! Gosh, dude, we messed up on those. <laughs> Love that performance, the live ro- album DVD, whatever, and. I would love, love to have been there. Small crowd, maybe like 2,000 people, something like that. And yeah. Great sound. 
and uh, Nirvana. And then my number one is Led Zeppelin at Madison Square Garden. I'm just going to say late 70s. Ooh. So yeah. any That's... Zeppelin show at MS, in a nice arena in the late 70s, I would have... If I the time machine, that's the first thing I'm doing is going to a, a Zeppelin <laughs> yeah. concert in their peak. Absolutely, yeah, sweet. That's a really good list. Uh, of course, I, I don't think anybody expected any different, but that's really great. Um, but I think the time has come, uh, Ken, for you to pick a winner. Yeah, this is really tough. This is really really tough, but it's because. I like the honorable mention slightly more on list A, but I like the list slightly more on list B. So what's yeah. going to sway me? <laughs> oh, man, this is tough. You know the, do you I know get the right to, answer. Do I get to see every artist? Like, is this a festival? Or are you guys throwing a festival and I'm seeing every band Ooh, in, in that, this? Yeah, you're, that's a fun idea for a future episode. Though. We we yeah. described it as like your time travel. Cause so we added your like ta- a time. Okay, you're you're time traveling artists. and you're seeing all these artists. Okay. Yeah. That, that's yeah. okay. Now I'm going to have to go with list B. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to win when he has the Beatles at number one, you know, <laughs> sort of handicapped at the jump. It wasn't the Beatles necessarily as much as like, I would love to see talking heads and sex pistols in yeah. the clash. Like, kind of yeah. in that era. I think that's where the list won me over was that late 70s punk new wave um clubs, you know, sweaty clubs a scene. I would have loved yeah. to have, to go there. Uh just like will... gross clubs where you know you're probably going to get like hepatitis, <laughs> but like I'm it's stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like list A, I mean, if we're just doing a festival of the honorable mentions, I'm going to the list A festival. Leon yeah, so we've and been Tyler doing, would be a great we, tour together. We've been theming our honorable mentions uh, the last handful of episodes. Right. And so mine mine is just like, I'm not time traveling anyway. These are people that I would just go see right now. You know what I mean? Uh, and then so my, my list was all just like going back, seeing people in their heyday, in their peak, seeing artists that have passed on. But yeah, my honorable mentions are just like, as they are now, that's who I want to go see. There's yeah, a little... Then, uh, documentary you should watch called uh leaving neverland too uh on list a yeah i uh i did i uh, there's a reason i picked 1983 yeah that's true yeah he was everything was fine if we're in the time time (laughs) machine yeah everything's good yeah Yeah, you're right that was a big part of it that and that's where he debuted the moonwalk it would have been weird if you were like i'm going to neverland (laughs) ranch 2008 yeah yeah Yeah, no there's there's a reason (laughs) the the moonwalk but also it's like there's a reason I picked 1983. No, I'm yeah. with you. I, 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 the wife and I showed her that on YouTube, the first moonwalk at the uh, 25th anniversary of Motown, dude. The crowd, people are like yeah. passing out. Little, they're like, so, they're like, what did we? They thought that like they saw that like God came down and like Jesus <laughs> yeah. himself walked across the stage and left. Their, like that, they couldn't fathom what they had just seen. It was like a an illusion or something. I mean, it's still, it's an awesome dance move, but like, they were just like, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to, we're going to add audio clips to the episode. Ty's going to do them when he's doing the editing. Uh, and it was hard to find a decent audio clip of that show because it's all just crowd noise. going yes. crazy. Oh man. What a, what a time. What a time for sure. Yeah. Great episode. Uh, now would be the time. If, if you had any, like, do you have any questions? Like, why would you pick this or anything like that? That we, now that we know who's, hmm. this who's. Yeah. Let's see here. 
why Frightened Rabbit 2017? What about the 2017 era of Frightened Rabbit? That was just a, all of their, like, most of the music that they had made or were ever going to make, obviously, because Scott Hutchison passed away in 2018. Um, so all of their music had been released at that point, and they were just... So I'm I'm getting the full discography. I'm not missing out on any of my favorites, really. Okay. Um, was 2017 or was the reason I picked 2017? But it could have been, it could have been any year. I just wanted to see Frightened Rabbit real bad because I didn't I didn't f- even find out about them until after Scott Hutchison mm-hmm. had passed, uh, and so it was really just kind of I wish I would have been able to see them at all. Yeah, yeah, they were uh, super sad, man. Super sad, but yeah. you know that's the great thing about music is you can still listen to it, enjoy it. And I uh, still get that get that feeling you you got when you went to the concert. What t- Ty? What era of John Mayer is this? You're going to see. So so my honorable mention theme was bands I had already seen live that I want to see again. And John Mayer is my okay. favorite artist. So like anytime he's near, anytime he's within a two hour drive of Houston, I'm going to go see him. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I I've never seen him. I'm debating going to see him on this this run. But um, I would I would certainly love to do. Actually, I did see him with the the what are the Dead and Company. I saw him oh, with them at a, at a uh, that's, festival. That's that the one cool. John Mayer I missed. I wish I could have seen him with with Dead and Company. But also, you got to deal with all those people my age yeah, that are dead Deadhead yeah. fans are actually some of the most <laughs> annoying people in the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll save my opinions on deadheads for another pod, maybe. <laughs> but I mean, John Mayer like has had so many different, I don't know, eras of his career that I mean, oh yeah, kind of go back to the early days. You can go to the like I said, the John Mayer trio. You've got yeah, this I've seen weird... him live like four times, mm-hmm. I think, at this point, and then Sob Rock tour will be my fifth. So yeah, I'm pumped. I like this new era uh, a lot more than the. I guess born and raised and all that stuff that he did. I didn't really uh, like the Neil Young folksy stuff. I kind of liked yeah, the, the more self aware. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really like that era. It made sense for him, but I don't think it it was his best musically. Yeah. And so, I mean, Sabrock has got some jams, man. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, I listen to the radio. I'm like, well, what is this? And it's like John Mayer will just come in. I'm like, oh, nice. nice. Oh yeah. Like he he totally nailed the yacht rock. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. attitude the whole vaporwave <laughs> thing's kind of coming back that nostalgic sound is coming back and he, he did a great job sob rock's a great album album title oh, too. Yeah. so gotta hand it to him i don't know but i don't know what how i feel about john mayer overall as a person but i've always liked yeah i just kind of forget about that stuff you know <laughs> yeah i don't care don't care the music's yeah. music's been good until the music sucks yeah. then then i'll or until he you know becomes a pedophile or something like Ryan Adams. Then yeah. Gotta... <laughs> yeah. That would do. Yeah. That one was tough. Ryan Adams for me and for probably the rest of the BAM guys was like, man, I had all his albums and I haven't listened to any of them <laughs> since then. Yeah, me like, it's so you can't, once you go, you're, once you're a pedophile, that's where I draw the line. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good line to draw. <laughs> you know, Kanye West isn't a great guy, but he's not a pedophile. So, at least that. No, least he's just got clinically that. insane. Yeah, you can be, you can be crazy, but he, he ain't breaking any laws. It's okay. We're all good. Uh, Sweet. So any any final thoughts, questions, anything about our list before we move on? No, just um, 
I appreciate I appreciate um, the variety on your lists. I'll say that. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, we got a few emails and a couple of messages from people in our Discord. A couple of them are just questions for you because uh, I, I, I played it up as – Hey, former touring musician is going to be on our episode if you have any oh, questions for him. And, okay. of course, they're all dumb and silly. None of them are actual genuine oh, of course. questions about touring. No one, because no one has any, the, anything really to ask me. So, yeah. Well, that is the audience what's, that we've kind of cultivated for ourselves. What's the best <laughs> non-Texas town you ever toured at? There's a good question. Non-Texas town that we – in terms of crowds or in terms are of – Or just like you had the best time there while you were touring. Oh, man. That is so tough. First instinct, I'm gonna say like Brazil. Oh, like the whole Brazil! <laughs> I was expecting you to say like <laughs> New Orleans or something like that, but yeah, Brazil's awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like the uh, the best time that I had was probably in Brazil overall. Yeah, going down there, hanging for... out with Paris Hilton. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just the thing. She was like a huge FTSK fan. She was. She still is. So I mean, come random. on. Come on. So, still well, yeah, of course. Y'all well, are playing so at her random. wedding, right? Didn't she oh, just God. get engaged or something? No, she's probably DJing it and charging herself, you know, paying herself for that 100K per song fee or whatever it is nowadays. But, but yeah, no, uh, Brazil, I would say, was, was probably the most welcoming crowds and uh, people that we ever played played for so that's so sick uh all right the first silly question is from jacob dial who you are familiar with from mad about movies he's kind of the king of weird random questions yes um he wants to know how much fast food is consumed by drummers on tours yes fast food you know we didn't get much fast food because we were on a bus uh Mm. and it's hard to drive a bus through fast food and we never really stopped because the bus would like drive all night and yeah. we would be sleeping for most of the time. So we would stock up on junk food, basically like uh, yeah. honey buns, Hot Pockets, Cheez-Its, Ooh. beef jerky, you know, all the crap that you can buy in bulk at like Sam's Club, <laughs> you know, like all yeah. the snacks yeah. that are like for kids' lunches, yeah. Capri Suns, uh, just the worst diet you could ever have is what is what we ate. I, I mean, I, I have not eaten Hot Pockets since tour because of that. I mean, we just – so many sodas, so much Red Bull. Um, so, yeah, it was less fast food and more like grocery store fruit snacks and things like that. That's just yeah. – our manager would go in and come out with like a, <laughs> like 20 bags of just the absolute – like he looked like he raided the Halloween aisle or something, you know, with all the <laughs> – Junk food. He just was the bring. dream of everybody in their early twenties. Oh yeah, like, but that's why we do much junk food as possible. Yeah, it's my we dream were, diet in middle school. <laughs> we were, I guess, we were living our dream. And, I mean, but it was our manager. Like, would he wanted all that stuff? Yeah. So he would get it and eat it all himself. He'd be like, he'd be like, yo, I got some spicy Doritos, bro. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so but uh, yeah, we did not. Oh, it was. I did not live healthy, and I still don't. Probably because of that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, touring just broke you. Oh forever. yeah, it's <laughs> funny. Uh, all right, Meg, Meg Weber wants to know who's the sickest of the sickest kids. The sickest. I'm, I'm guessing. You can say yourself. I'm it's gu- fine. I'm guessing she's gonna go literal. She's going literal with that one. 
Uh, <laughs> he was always sick. He was always sick. Uh, Mark was always sick. Mark got swine flu on tour. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh he's God. definitely the sickest kid. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's for sure the sickest of the sickest kids. Yeah. That's so funny. It was funny. This um, was like, uh, you know, height of swine flu. And, and we played a show, and him and I were like, feeling bad the night before but we played the show anyway we just like had seats based or i had a seat and he like just stood there and it was like miserable because we were like okay you had the flu now go play a, sh- a show in 100 degrees and you know whatever so it was pretty miserable and then we just went to bed the next morning we wake up in the next town and and our manager was like hey we're taking y'all or taking y'all in to get you tested for swine flu we're like okay god so we go do it and he has it and and the lady at the hospital like starts freaking out she's like ah and she like threw a mask at me and was like put this on put this on and i was like oh my god this is serious and they like hazmatted our entire bus they like tinted off our entire bus and had guys like you know this whole fumigation thing happened outside the venue it was intense man and oh man the memes were like well, the sickest kids have swine flu. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that yeah, that had to have been exhausting. Oh, oh my gosh! Swine oh. flu crawled so that COVID could walk. That's true. <laughs> swine oh nine was a real thing. It was very real. <laughs> god. All right. Uh, last one, also from Meg. You may not be able to answer this, but she did give you an option in case you need an out. Who's the worst famous person you've ever encountered, and why is it Jared Leto? <laughs> Jared Leto was actually really nice. Um, worse, did he try to recruit you into his cult? No, he did have like creepy eyes, though. I remember that. Like he didn't blink. Yeah, that's how he that gets you. You know, like he he was like one of those non-blinkers. <laughs> like when you meet you, yeah. and it's like very, like if you look away, you're the asshole kind of guy. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying to think of somebody that just let me down. That was like a, uh, a famous person that was. Um, Weird Al. <laughs> no, oh, I wish I. What? I wish what I is it with you and Weird Al? You've made like 15 Weird Al. I don't know, I but in this Al. situation, I think it would be hilarious if Weird Al was just like a jerk in real life. <laughs> I think it'd be, it wouldn't make any sense, but it'd be hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to go with Radagast from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> is that real? Oh, no. That's a pod, that's a pod story. Yeah, when Brian when he agreed to be interviewed oh by God, us I and then, and then was like he he agreed to be interviewed with uh, by us and then me and Brian go to talk to him and I get like two questions in he was like why why are you interviewing me <laughs> or something like that and we're like because you asked us because you because you said we could and he was like I don't even remember what he was saying he was like where I was like so do you enjoy being in Dallas he's like. I'm, I don't, don't really come here too often. I was like, okay, uh, well, this is it. Thanks for, uh, and I just ended it right there. And it was like, holy crap, this guy was the meanest person we I've ever come into contact with. So Radagast funny. from Lord of the Rings. Or a Hobbit, sorry. Freaking Hobbit movie. Yeah, Hobbit. Yeah, goodness. Okay. All right, that's that's all the, the dumb questions. The real, I mean, the <laughs> real answer is Kings of Leon. Those guys are the worst people ever. Oh. I'm sorry. I love their music, but they're just the worst. Yeah, I've heard. I see. I saw the documentary, and it was not, not very flattering. Yeah, in their personalities. Oof. 
Um, but Meg did give a, a list of some bands and artists that she would, she would want to see live. She says, Heim again, The National again, mm. Lord, uh, David Bowie, ABBA. He's a okay. big ABBA fan. Nah. Uh, she, she said Bo Burnham if he did a straight concert. Yeah. Which is actually kind of cool. I thought Bo Burnham uh, should do Inside on Broadway and just do the entire thing, ooh. like set up his bedroom on a stage. Like and do a one-man show? Yeah, do, do that exact thing as a one-man show. He would make a killing if he did yeah. that. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Uh, she says The Collection, uh, Maggie Rogers, Harry Styles, and Hans Zimmer, because she's so obsessed with Dune, she wants to go see Hans Zimmer. Do we need bagpipes? Oh my gosh, I saw this video uh, the other day. If you go on YouTube and search Hans Zimmer Dune soundtrack, it's him just talking about how he made the score for Dune, and he's hanging out with his band. Like, he has a full band. He's like, this is my guitarist, uh, Emil, and Emil can shred, and then Emil's like... Like, he's got this entire, basically like a metal band. It's like an SNL skit. Yeah, he's got like a metal band at his disposal that he just summons to lay down these riffs for his stuff, and then he goes and plays concerts with them, and he's like, all right, we're going to start off with Pirates of the Caribbean, then we're going to go straight into Inception, and then we're going roundabouts into the Tenet soundtrack. And it was like, wow, this is weird. Or not Tenet, or uh, I'm thinking of Dunkirk, something like that. Yeah. But uh, my gosh... Hans Zimmer, it's so funny when the the composers try to do shows like Danny Elfman at Coachella. It's like who the heck is going to Coachella? And it's like, man, it's either uh, Turnstile or Danny Elfman. Well, I guess we're going to Danny Elfman. You know, it's like who? <laughs> I would that? like. I would very this much is like Halloween. It would be interesting to see a composer like live. Like, yes, that's very interesting to me. I wouldn't know what to do. Like during the concert, right? Like I don't know how to react to listening to the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. Yeah, live. do you mosh? Do you crowd surf? Yeah, John Williams would be the only one I'd mosh for. Like I would be full crowd surf during Jurassic Park Just, theme. I would straight up fight during the Indiana Jones yes. theme for sure. Oh yeah, I throw punches during Duel of Fates. Like I'd just be throwing bows <laughs> everywhere. Um, all right, Highlander from our Discord, also in the Mad About Movies Discord, but uh, he sent in our Discord. He says his number five is Queensryche. Uh, okay, I've never heard metal of. band. He says in the nineties before the breakup. Number four is Metallica in the nineties. Uh, number three is Stevie Ray Vaughan, August twenty seventh, nineteen ninety. So he wouldn't have been on that helicopter in the first place. Oh, bummer, bummer, Highlander. Uh, number two is Depeche Mode in the early 90s, and number one is Pink Floyd. Buddy Floyd and Big Bop? Oh, okay. Buddy, I was like Buddy <laughs> Holly Buddy Holly and the Big, big Bopper. It's like, it's just like everyone that's... Leonard Skinner before the plane crash. <laughs> everyone what is... A, what a bummer of a yeah. list that somebody should have sent in. <laughs> Pink Floyd? What did he say Pink Floyd was number one? Yeah, Pink Floyd post Sid Barrett. Post Sid Barrett. Okay, not a Sid guy. Not many so. were because he kind of went crazy and only did like one record, I think, with him. But yeah, uh, yeah uh, good, good list. Definitely a, a more prog rock fan, Highlander. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. that's awesome. That's like my uh, my father in law would accompany you to that to Queensrÿche. <laughs> uh, last one is from uh, everybody's best friend, Batman Shane. 
Because number one through nine is Kiss in the 70s, and number 10 is the Beatles. <laughs> number Classic ten. Shane answer. Number one I mean, is Kiss in the 70s? Number one number through one nine. Number one through nine, because he's oh. Shane, and that's the kind of answers Kiss. he gives. It's also just like, of course, this guy who's literally named Batman Shane, because his entire personality is based off the superhero that dresses up like a bat. Of co- His favorite band has to be Kiss, who puts you on know, a crap ton of makeup. Never understood about Kiss is they look awesome. I think they do look awesome for a band, and they're like Kiss, and like their branding is sick, and their music is the lamest rock music you've ever heard in my opinion like, but they, they rock and roll all see, night party every day but when you <laughs> see day, a picture dude. of kiss you would think they sound like Queensryche, right or ozzy osbourne <laughs> they sound like <laughs> okay, oh well they sound like they do they sound like a the hair cheese band. they sound like yeah. the, like cheese rock they sound like brick springfield you know like <laughs> kiss is but they party lame. every day ken they do. every day dude <laughs> In Detroit. <laughs> that is my favorite. One of my favorite movies that is just absolutely terrible is Role Models with Paul Rudd and <laughs> and Stifler from, from American Pie. And Paul Rudd just listening, like making fun of Kiss. He's just like, yeah, I like to party all night and part of every part day. Of every day. <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines know about in Kiss movie history. <laughs> is, is I saw a recent set list from them. They closed their show with, with rock and roll all night. And then they encore with rock and roll all night. <laughs> what? Not yeah, joking. Right. <laughs> Stick to your guns, dude. Said so we're going to close our show with this no matter what you idiots say. Yeah, that's actually Shane's realist is one through nine. Kiss plays if an hour-long show of just party all night. <laughs> rock and roll all night, party every day. <laughs> Freaking Shane. All right. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? No, thanks for having me. And um, next, maybe music-related episode, hit me up. Maybe the Absolutely. Uh, Dream Festival. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good or what idea. What if we, yeah, we can make our own festival? And you, which one, mm-hmm. are, you going, which one are you attending? Three headliners, yeah. three support acts, and three kind of unknown. Like, oh, no, we're doing a full weekend. We go full all week? in. Oh, okay. We're doing a full yeah. weekend. <laughs> Let's do it. It's fantasy do world, it. I'll dude. Be Who the judge. cares? We can do what we want. There's no dehydration on our fantasy we'll do- Music Whoever we'll books FTSK ACL. to headline uh, before Blink-182 <laughs> is the winner. We're paying, <laughs> mine is going to be, we're paying, paying y'all a million dollars to come reunite at ACL. So, like, which list wow. are you really going to choose? Okay, yeah. Whichever list that <laughs> We're not about cheating. <laughs> we're not about cheating here. All right, let's, uh, let's get out of here. Thanks for listening to the rankings. Huge thank you to Kent Garrison from Mad About Movies. Uh, you're probably already listening to it, but if not, check it out. Uh, please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RankingsPod. Don't forget that double K in the middle. Join our Discord. It's free, and you can find the link in our social media bios or in the show notes here. We will be back with a new episode next week. Until then, do I listen to pop music because I'm miserable, or am I miserable because I listen to pop music? Bye. See ya. <laughs>